0: Okay, family, the things Melissa and I do to embarrass ourselves, you don't even know. So, hey, one thing that I would ask um, in going after healing, we've actually had testimonies in the past of people getting healed through the online stream. So as we prayed, if you felt a measure of healing, we would love um, for you to comment in the comment section so we can just celebrate with the testimony um, of what God is doing. So, hey... um, I think we all need to laugh a little bit, and so I wanted to share with you a meme that we came across this week, if that comes up. I just, I found that amusing. (laughs) A little bit true, a little bit funny, a little bit ouch, right? It probably feels good to just, if we could laugh a little bit together. Um, But the other thing that, and this isn't my message, but I just want to stop here really quickly. I just really want to keep it in our hearts to pray for our leaders in this hour. Man, you know, we lead in a much smaller context here at Northgate than um, state level, national level. But I'll tell you what, the challenge of being a leader in this hour is no matter what the decision is made, there is a group of really, really unhappy people. And I think wrestling with that, even here at a church level, gives me so much compassion for the level of decisions that our governor is facing, that our city officials are facing, that our, our national government is facing, is no matter what, there is such an outrage. And just as a people, the people of God, not only does the Scripture ask us to pray for our leaders, but I think it's just so important that we're so aware of when it comes to our response to our leaders, what spirit am I of? What am I partnering with? And so right now, I am just gonna pray really quickly for the governor. And I'm just asking that you pray with us and just really like get your heart in alignment. It just in that place of like, God, we just ask for strength over governor and. Le- Levy, It is such a hard season to be a leader. And we just ask that strength would rise up on the inside. We ask for the wisdom and counsel from heaven over his decisions. We ask him for the grace to lead this state. We ask for wise decisions, but we ask for the grace to lead and to bring unity in a season of such incredible division. So God, we just ask that he'd be anointed from heaven with favor, with wisdom, with understanding. God, and we pray for Alaska. Right now, there's such a request that went out that said, can we pull together for the health and safety of Alaska? And God, I ask that the desire for health and safety in Alaska would be a strong enough thing that people could unite under, in Jesus' name. Oh man. There is so much uncertainty that's happening right now on a number of levels. You know, I know it's happening through different states as different decisions are being made. I know it's happening over COVID. I know it's happening around the elections. I know it's happening around an election that isn't settled. and, And for me, it's not just the fact that circumstances are uncertain. For me, there's another level that there's so much stress in the atmosphere because of the Attitude around our circumstances. So if you're, you know, you might be like me where you're feeling the accusation, you're feeling the bitterness, you're feeling the divide and, and there's like this grief that is happening in my heart that's causing a level of pressure in my heart. Like, I, you know, you're just kind of watching what is happening in the world around you and just like, oh man, I, I, it, it tends to like press my anxiety levels up really high. You know, and I, as pastors and, and leaders, we really carry your well-being, Northgate, in our hearts. You know, so there's this one level of what, what we're watching happening in our world, and then another level of like our concern over the well-being of our Northgate people. And, and, and so then coming into an online service, I have to be honest, part of me is like, man, I just want to give everybody a hug because things are challenging right now. Things are changing Rapidly and unexpectedly. I did not expect what happened this week. We had plans in motion, things that were good that was happening and all of a sudden, whoa, it changed. And and in the time of change, I recognize that stress can be a little bit normal. Anxiety can be a little bit normal. Sometimes fear comes up. And it's like one of my friends said to me this week, she said, I feel like we've been told to drive somewhere new, but nobody will give us a map. So I recognize that. And in that place, there's a level that I just want to reach out and give a hug and be like, man, I get it. Nobody knows what we're supposed to do right now. And then on another level, there is a part of me that wants to give you, give everybody, give myself a, a gentle, loving kick. You know, that just says, oh man, even in, in the time of uncertainty and even when anxiety is high we really, really, really have to manage what is happening inside of our hearts and what is coming out of us. And just this reminder of like, man, my job is to manage me. And am I doing a good job of that? And, and so I, I just want to talk a little bit into that this morning. And, and, and I'm kind of hoping to hold both of those in tension. A hug and a kick. Is that good? <laughs> you, you know, um, because what what I want to say is like, man, if you're experiencing a level of stress, if you're experiencing uncertainty, if you're experiencing anxiety or frustration, you are not alone. It's okay that that is happening on an emotional level. Because that, I, man, I, I'll be honest, there's some of that that's happening inside of me. But at the same time, because that is so dominant in our atmosphere right now, it's like the, it comes back to a real question of even with all of that going on, what is it that I am partnering with? What is it that is coming out of me? What spirit am I of? You know, and, and, and there's so much, uh, there's another meme that I wanted to show you that I saw this week. when I go to a a comment section on a Christian page for some encouragement and there's a full-on brawl happening. And that is real right now. Man, I have like pretty much disappeared from off any type of social media. I am like not even on the news. I'm like, Bill Johnson said something that really hit me a few weeks ago where he said, if you are spending more time on social media and on the news than you are in the word of God, then your discouragement is self-inflicted. And I'm like, good word, I'm out, right? And, and here's the deal. This is going on, this level of brawling, this, it, it, I'm seeing it outside the church, I'm seeing it inside the church. And you may say, well, I have the self-control not to do that on Facebook. And I say, awesome. But I would also say, if it's happening in your home, if there is judgment in your heart, if there's a place where you're fostering that level of us versus them and it's coming out of you, then there's a level that it will manifest in coldness somewhere. There's a level that it will manifest in coldness somewhere. And and we do not want to allow our love to grow cold. And, And so the thing about times of uncertainty the thing, a thing about times of stress or of change is it really can function as a revealer of what's already inside our hearts. You know, and, and I'll go to James here. In James 1, to 2-4, it says this, "'Consider it all joy, my brethren, "'when you encounter various trials, "'knowing that the testing of your faith "'produces endurance, "'and let endurance have its perfect result "'that you may be perfect and complete, "'lacking in nothing.'" And so there's just a, real co- a couple of real simple things that I want to point out from that scripture. One, trials function as a test of your faith. Trials are made equivalent. Like, look, there's this thing going on. What is happening right now is our faith is being tested. And, it, and there's really a, a way that it functions kind of like if you guys know what a stress test is on a heart. Is it's like a stress test on a heart is they, they um, wire you up to all of these different things and then they make you do a bunch of exercise to see what is the level of pressure that I have to apply to your heart before we start to see a level of failure, right? So there's this, these things that go on that happen that start putting pressure on us from the outside and what it's supposed to reveal is I have faith for this, I have faith for this, I have faith for this, faith left the building. There is places, and and here's the thing. The person that it reveals it to is me. God already knows what's in my heart. And so the grace that happens in season of trials is he allows pressure to reveal certain places that we perhaps were unaware of where I was actually functioning outside of faith, where there was a place in my heart that I had not yet established trust. And, you know, So then when you look at the Scripture, it says, the testing of your faith is to produce endurance. The testing of your faith is to produce endurance. And that word endurance means the quality that does not surrender to circumstance or succumb to trial. A quality that does not surrender to circumstance, which means there's something in my heart that's so anchored in the presence of God that when circumstance comes, I am unmoved. So trials are to produce that type of quality in us. And so there's this question that comes when we are under pressure and when those trials happen. It's the thing that I want to do is to keep a level of self-awareness in my own life to say, what is being produced in me? What is being produced in me? And I think if we are honest with ourselves, and we have a really good look, sometimes the reality is, is that's not the first thing that's produced. And look, I'll be honest in my own self. There's a strength and weakness of my personality. You know, every strength has a weakness that comes with it. And I like to be in control. Be honest with that. I like measurable outcomes. I like plans. I like certainty. Me and my... Our own natural state loves to set a plan and then walk out a plan and then enjoy the success that comes from that plan and, and, and I'm going to tell you strategic planning is not fun right now because every time we make a plan you know and we're like yes moving ahead this plan is rolling and all of a sudden nope never mind nope that plan can no longer succeed and, and And so there's been this thing that's happening inside of me. And I'll be honest, we went into lockdown. I was like, I love quarantine. I don't know about all of you, but this is great. I do fine in lockdown. I've got my books. I've got my puzzles. Like I could do this forever. And and I really believed that. And there is a part of me that that still kind of feels that way. And yet, so I'm over here thinking I'm cruising and I'm doing really well. Until my husband sat me down and had a really honest conversation with me. And said, there's some things happening. There's places where you're not showing up and where you're not present for your family and it's hurting us. Now, I am so thankful for honesty from the people who love me. Because when I stepped back and actually looked at what he was saying and recognized, man, there's, there's something that I am not recognizing that is happening that's actually showing up in my behavior. And when I traced it back, I realized there was a level of stress and anxiety that I was feeling that was making me want to shut down, that was making me want to run away, that was making me want to hide. Why? A trial was exposing something that was happening inside of me. There was pressure that came on and there was a little area inside of me that was actually functioning outside of trust. And when I, I didn't recognize that it was happening, but it was sure showing up in my behavior. There was some evidence of it there. You know, which means as we go through this journey, we actually have to be okay with the fact that there is times that imperfection is going to get exposed. That's what a trial does. It's supposed to. We don't want to hide from that. We don't wanna pretend it's not there. We don't wanna defend ourselves from it. We actually wanna let it do its job. Why? Because Jesus is taking us on a journey to make us perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So if we're not yet perfect, we recognize that imperfection will be exposed, but it's unto a good purpose. It's unto a good end. And and so it's dangerous. Man, it's dangerous if we get in that place where we're like, I'm fine. That's other people, not me. I'm fine. I'm not stressed. I have faith. If that's not true, we don't want to pretend that it is. If I don't acknowledge it, I won't get the opportunity to grow through it. And and the reality is, is in the time of testing, there is a lot of temptation. Right? When trials come... There's two things that we really can get tempted to step into. One of them is false comfort. When things are hard, the flesh inside of me wants to feel better, wants to feel better. And there are so many things readily available that can give my flesh the immediate thing to feel better in an instant. But when I invest in false comfort, I actually begin to turn aside from the work that Jesus wants to do in me, which is where he actually probably wants me to feel uncomfortable. I'm supposed to feel uncomfortable because there's this work that's happening that wants to expose something inside of me so that I can turn to the comforter. And begin to like walk with Jesus through this place where he wants to, my faith to go a little deeper. He wants to establish trust a little deeper. And and so the thing that we don't wanna do in times of uncertainty is be like, man, I'm gonna go over here and invest in false comfort and just tell me when the world is normal again. You know, like alcohol sales went up by over 50% during lockdown. What does that tell you? Right? We're really good at just, man, I'm going to make myself feel better. You know, maybe wake me up when it's 2021. The other thing that we're so tempted to do is to take on powerlessness. You know, it's really easy to feel powerless when things are outside of our control. And there are a lot of things outside of my control right now. and and, you know this instinct inside of me that's like man i want certainty i want control i want to look i want to plan for december and and i can't right now i I want things that i can count on I, i and and the thing is man power that powerlessness that feeling is normal too Because there are a lot of things that are outside of our control. But if I don't process that emotion well, if I partner with powerlessness, it will take me into powerless behavior. And powerless behavior is when I begin to look for a bad guy. And there is somebody to blame for the way that I'm feeling. And when I start moving into powerless behavior, I pick up blaming I pick up accusing, I pick up punishment, I pick up withdrawal. And then all of a sudden, I don't even realize that I am beginning to partner with the spirit of fear. And that is what is coming out of me into the world and the environment out of me. And, and here's the thing strife and division is running rampant right now through our country, honestly, through our churches. And what grieves me is when we begin to step into using God as a tool of control because we're trying to find certainty because inside I've got a bunch that's going on. We just want to really make sure that we're receiving from love and not receiving from the spirit of fear. You know, so then that brings about the question, what do I do? What do I do? I, you know, Carla, you're saying, man, you're feeling uncertainty, you're feeling anxiety, you're feeling some of the need to control. That's all very real. So what do we do with it? Well, I come back to Second Chronicles 7.14. I come back to the scripture that we've been landing in over the last months. If my people, if you're at home, say this with me. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will heal from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And I just, you know, we come back again to that place of humility. We start there. You know, we come back and we get really honest about the state of our heart. I wanna make sure that I'm not so busy looking at what's happening in everybody else that I'm not aware of what's happening inside of me. And so we get really honest about the state of my heart. God, before God, I'm gonna refuse to hide. I'm gonna refuse to defend myself. I'm gonna refuse the instinct to believe that I'm right. I'm gonna acknowledge I know in part, I see in part. And then I'm gonna bend the knee again. It's a place where I surrender my soul God man I'm not here to bend my will to your will I'm here to be bent to yours right and and then there's a really 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 important word in this verse that often gets overlooked it's and and see the instruction in this verse is humble yourself and pray and seek his face and turn from your wicked ways And to be honest, I'm realizing more and more, if I don't go after all four of those things, that often an incomplete work begins to happen in me. You know, what do I mean? Here's the deal. Again, like just some honesty in my own thing. The thing that grieves me probably more than anything right now, the thing that's probably the issue that I carry the most in my heart is accusation and division. And so I can come before the Lord and I can, you know, come and I'll pray, God, God, oh man, this is so scary. This is happening right now and it grieves my heart. And and I'm in that place and I've humbled myself and I've prayed, right? But then there's a level that I have to come into His presence. When I seek His face, I find myself in His presence. And it's in His presence that I begin to turn from my wicked ways. In His presence is when I get into that place when He's like, yes I want to use you in that place as an answer to that prayer but first we have to talk about division and accusation inside your own heart first I have to show you where the seeds of it have been happening inside of you and and so the thing that needs to happen inside of you first is a repentance and a turning where that thing gets cleansed out of you because then you become positioned to begin to bring an answer to that prayer you know, I, I, I just, I don't want to stop short at a prayer life that tries to convince God to bring solutions to the issues that are on my heart without allowing him to actually purify me, without allowing him to identify, Carla, there's places that you need to come into alignment to. And, and it really brings me back to Psalm 73. Um, and, and I'm going to, I'm not going to read you the whole Psalm, but I'm going to kind of read you pieces of it to kind of give you the picture of what's being said. In Psalm 73, he starts out, no one can deny it. God is really good to Israel. But I nearly missed seeing it for myself. Here's my story. I came so close to missing the way I was stumbling over what I saw with the wicked. I was stumbling over what I saw with the wicked. Now, I am not applying this psalm to any group of people right now. I am just bringing back to a biblical truth. He goes on to say, Indulging in whatever they wanted, going where they wanted, doing what they wanted with no care in the world, no pain, no problems, they seemed to have it made. They lived as though life would never end. They didn't try to hide their pride and opulence. Cruelty and violence was a part of their lifestyle. Loudmouths was no fear of God pretending to know it all. Yet the people kept coming back to listen to more of their nonsense. And then he goes on to say, verse 15: if I'd given into my pain and spoken of what I was really feeling, it would have sounded like unfaithfulness to the next generation. When I tried to understand it, I couldn't. But then, one day, I was brought into the sanctuaries of God, and in the light of glory, my distorted perspective vanished. And then he goes on to say, When I saw all of this, in other words, he, it, it, when he came into the presence of God, his perspective got changed. And when he saw with correct perspective, he said, What turmoil filled my heart, piercing my opinions with your truth. I was so stupid, I was senseless and ignorant, acting like a brute beast, brute beast before you, Lord. Yet in spite of all this, you comfort me by your counsel, you draw me closer, you lead me with your wisdom. And I just wanna point out the truth that's presented in this psalm is when we focus on wickedness, when we focus on what is happening out there and we get so focused on, look, there is wicked people doing wicked things and these things are wrong. And it's not that that is not true. It's not that that is not happening. But when I, allow, when I get so focused on those things that my perspective begins to get shaped in reaction to those And I don't go and process it within the presence. Because it's the presence that brings perspective. If I don't process within the perspective, I end up in a place where I am unfaithful and arrogant. And I will not realize it because it feels like righteousness. And, And can I give you an example? There are current issues that are happening in our world that I find scary. There are, there are a lot of current issues that are concerning. You know, racism is one of them. Gender fluidity is one of them. Abortion is one of them. There are thing, issues that are going on that cause this concern to raise up in our heart and that is so real. And there's places where I'm like, man, when I watch the fullness of this, I can get scared for my children. I can get scared for my children's children. And, and then, but man, if I process those things outside of the presence of God, here's what begins to happen. In my flesh, I begin to want to fight. And when I start doing that, I start raging against, oh, this is ungodly, this is bad. But then the jump that I begin to make is anybody who doesn't think like me is ungodly and bad. Anybody who doesn't vote like me is ungodly and bad. And then I start putting people into a category that devalues them allows me to believe that I am more superior than them. And then can you imagine, now I, bring a level of, I try to bring a level of control into my relationships and the people around me. And it's the product of fear. It is not something that is actually flowing from the presence. And yet, because I feel so strong about these issues, I can be destroying relationships while believing that I'm taking a stand for righteousness. And here's the thing. There's a lot of things that are happening in our world that are scary. And I need to make sure I humble myself and pray and seek His face and turn from my wicked ways. Because as I face those things, I want to do it in a spirit of love. I do not want to partner with the accuser whose voice is all over right now. You know, and, and, and here's the deal. That, that refining thing that happens inside of me, when, I, you know, after Aaron really brought some truth and helped me see some things that were happening in my behavior, and I get back inside the presence, and I'm like, God, I, I recognize, like, I'm anxious. I recognize there's some things that are like screaming inside of me right now. I recognize I'm anxious over how we're presenting what God looks like to the world. And and suddenly I'm like, but God, let's talk about my heart. Let's talk about my heart. And you begin to, honestly, I begin to hear this voice of like, yeah, you needed to be in control. And when you felt out of control, you wanted to stick your head in the sand. You wanted to know the plan. You actually weren't okay in the midst of uncertainty because you needed to feel like you needed to have the answers. You don't like leading when you don't know. You feel like you might fail. And all of that was causing, while I'm out here going, man, the world's burning down and oh la 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 la. Do you know what God wanted to talk to me about? that whole thing that was happening inside my heart there was a turning that had to happen inside of me that was like man I need to be able to learn how to trust when I don't know I needed to re- be re and man if we will allow that full process i humble myself i pray i seek his face in the presence i begin to turn in the presence something gets adjusted inside of me i get to be purified to be a part of the solution and you know something else that bill said that i really appreciate is he said the work of healing the work of healing is instigated by peop- the people that he gave his name to The work of healing is instigated by a people he gave his name to. And I really wanna make sure that when I show up in the middle of the chaos, healing is what I am taking a part of. When I show up, when there's so much disagreement and so much accusation that the fruit of my relationships and my discussions and my presence online is reconciliation and healing. Because I believe that Jesus will heal our land when a people enter into that regardless of who wins an election. We are supposed, the world is supposed to, our love for one another is supposed to be so supernatural that when the world looks at it, the only explanation for it is there has to be a God. I'm going to say that one more time. Our love for one another is supposed to be so supernatural that when the world looks at it, the only conclusion they can possibly come to is there has to be a God. And, and so but there's just something I really want to, you know, I, man, do I urge you, stay in that place. Keep up the self-awareness as there's pressure coming on, as all of these things are happening and there's so much intensity in the world right now. I'm just so encouraging you to double check your own spirit. What is it producing in me? What is, is it healing that is coming out of me? Am I an ambassador for healing and reconciliation? Or is there something else that is happening? And, and man, if it reveals something, welcome to the club. Let's get back in his presence. Let get, let's get back into that place where he again aligns us, aligns us, aligns us. And then the other thing I just wanna encourage you is we need one another. Man, when things are stressful and when things are uncertain, I need people to tell me, hey, your behavior is not lining up with your message. And then I need people to encourage me. We need, the, 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 the word instructs us, strengthen the feeble, encourage the weary. And I would just really ask you to turn and look, who needs courage in this season? Who can I bring? Man, I know, I get it, I get it. There's all of these things going out on here. Can I love you well? Can I let you feel that from me? And so I, I just encourage you, continue to anchor your heart in this season in who God is, allow it to shape you. I just wanna make sure that we are of the spirit of love and that we are bringing healing, not division, everywhere we go. So thank you, family. We love you.